and welcome back to the Ravenhill Roundup. After a brief period away, we are back and potentially so is Ulster after a very close game against La Rochelle, one of the best teams in European rugby. We'll talk all about that today as well as some news. We have some Ireland news as well as some transfer news for Ulster. So today I'm joined by Lewis. Hi Jimmy, good to be back finally. So before we get into today's episode, remind you to follow us on Instagram. We've just done a giveaway. Um, We'll talk about the winner very shortly. As well as giving us a listen on Spotify, SoundCloud or Amazon Music. So let's get right into today's episode. So as Jamie was saying, we were running a competition this week um, to win two Ulster tickets for the game against Sale this Saturday night. And we have now announced the winner, so congratulations to David Sims who won the competition and has won two Memorial Stand tickets for the game on Saturday. Uh, Just to let our listeners know to keep an eye out for future competitions uh, as we will be trying to run them a little little bit more often. So this week seen... Ulster take on La Rochelle in the Champions Cup. Very narrow defeat. It ended 3-7. So not a lot of points scored. But a lot of points to take from the match. Lewis, what were your thoughts on Ulster's performance? I have to say, Jimmy, I was much more impressed with Ulster's performance this week compared to previous weeks. Um, I thought we were really resilient in defence. Done really well to keep La Rochelle to no tries and no points actually up until the 82nd 83rd minute um obviously really disappointing to lose the game you know that's six defeats in seven now and three defeats in the champions cup so certainly not what ulster would have wanted out of the game however a losing bonus point away to la rochelle in perspective is a pretty good outcome you know most teams would be really happy to come away with that Unfortunately for Ulster, at the moment they're playing catch-up in the Champions Cup. Um, We'll talk about later what they can do to make it through to the last 16 or even to get into the Challenge Cup. But, you know, for me, I think Ulster will be still really disappointed with the loss. They kept in the game the the whole 80 minutes really up until the very end. You know, they were were ahead from the second half with uh, the penalty from, I think it was Nathan Doak took it. So, you know... It's it's just it's just so tough for Ulster fans at the moment to lose that way, and I think it ha- the reaction on social media has been pretty good. Ulster fans have realised that Ulster have put in a really good performance there. Um, you know, just obviously still really disappointed to lose another game. I thought Ian Madigan was really impressive. It was really good to see him back playing, and he was like a, br- a fresh. A breath of fresh air to the team. I do think there were a few disappointing calls from the referee. I thought he was in the way for the last try. And also um, I thought that one of the La Rochelle players were in the side. Um, disrupting them all. So, um, But you know, fair play to La Rochelle for coming back. They, they kept themselves in the game. And just disappointing to lose I suppose. I completely agree with you. A lot of the same points that I sort of have to make uh, about the team I think that what you were saying about the the positive feedback on social media 
I think it's because we're finally seeing Ulster play as a team again. Um, you know, the past couple of games you've went this individual done good, sort of, you know, maybe these couple of people didn't. There was no team mentality in it in my mind. It was people playing just a game by themselves and you you could see the standouts and you could see the failures where I think you seen everyone do their job in this game and that's what Ulster need to get back to. It's getting back to the basics and getting the teamwork uh, going again. However, there are still uh, a few standouts for me in the team, I will say. Um, I was impressed with Doug. I think he's really making the position his own at the minute, um, especially whenever it's needed. Um, he, he took his penalty really well and his, his distribution is getting there it's starting to get the level where you need you know he's getting in uh the where he's needed and, and getting the ball out and i think it's really important for him to have that work ethic start to build in him because he's going to get stronger and stronger and, and and it's nice to see um that he's starting to evolve and and can potentially uh fully solidify his role in the team uh, I also do think we could have had another try in, in the first half and that would have completely changed the game in my mind. It was from, I'm not sure what minute it was, but there was a mall and the ref called it for a penalty, which I think was missed. Um, and it was... The mall was going and it was so close to the line and you knew Ulster were going to get it over the line. They were just driving back and uh, and completely dominating La Rochelle in that physical battle. And then it was their seven came in from the side and collapsed it and then the ref called it. I sort of thought, surely you know, you're going to have to give something a bit more here but, uh, but sure, that's, that's not how the game goes sometimes. Although I do think we could have won the game with with that try from that mall, and it's something that you've seen from Ulster the whole game. The forwards were very good, and they were the defending was tenfold better than what it has been, um, especially with uh, the fact that there was only six missed tackles. You know, it, it feels. A lot stronger and, and tighter and that's what kept us in the game for so long was the I, th- I sort of find La Rochelle were using their forwards and just running from a ruck and I think the pillars doing their job and standing strong on it sometimes they had to commit two people two three people to get them down which I noticed um, and then that sort of cost a bit of ground, but at the end of the day, they got them down, which we haven't been doing. We've been leaving the gaps. Um, in an attacking sense, for me, they need to use the backs more once again. Uh, just not getting it out. And whenever you look at our backs and how strong they are, that's really my only uh, criticism. Is that you know, if the backs were involved in that game, you could have opened up a new dynamic. Overall, it was really strong performance and sad that uh, it was a loss in it and we didn't 
would we did get the losing bonus point, which is a plus, but uh, it's a bit annoying that we we'll have to kind of rely on others uh, games so that we can progress through the tournament now. Yeah, Jimmy, I have to agree with most of that. Um, just on Nathan Doak there, I have to agree his passing was far better than it has been recently. Um, I thought his box kicking was pretty impressive as well. Obviously made his kick um, at goal, which was nice. So I think he's really improving. He's, he's really fighting for that number nine jersey. I still think John Cooney will come back in next week at number nine. Um, but I thought him and Madigan had a really good partnership. I thought they controlled the game a lot better than... Burns has been doing recently. He's going through a bit of a dip in form at the moment. I think in the backs we still missed uh, the presence of Stuart McCluskey. Uh, I think he would have added something to the game. Obviously Balakun missing is a is a big blow as well. I think Stockdale still be quite disappointed with the game he had. You know, a, a few more drop balls, a couple of penalties given away as well. So I was pretty shocked, I have to say, to see him in the Ireland squad coming up for the Six Nations. However, fair play to him. Hopefully he gets over there and is able to put in some big performances for them. And hopefully he can bring the form we know he, he can have back to Ulster as well. I thought um, the backs were getting the ball a fair bit more than they have been in the past. It still wasn't really expansive enough for me. I would have liked to see you know that centre partnership between Stuart Moore and Luke Marshall um, do a little bit more. Um, I thought they would have maybe opened La Rochelle up a little bit. However, um, overall I was still pretty impressed with how Ulster were using the forwards at the right times and trying to get it wide when they thought it was possible. In terms of the defence, um, like you say, it was only what six tackles missed and I think that's the most or sorry, the least missed since 2015 in the Champions Cup for Ulster. So that was certainly an improvement in defence because we've both been quite critical, Jimmy, of um, the defence in recent games and, you know, maybe what the new defence coach Johnny Bell's brought in. However, it was certainly much better and they're going to need to uphold that for this game against Sale because it's an absolutely crucial clash at home this weekend. Just before we move on, um, Ulster have released a squad update ahead of this weekend's game against Sale at the Kingspan. So Luke Marshall and Ian Henderson both sustained injuries in the match against La Rochelle and they'll be both unavailable for this week's game. Jake Flannery is also currently unavailable after sustaining a hamstring injury in training last week. Uh, Billy Burns suffered a calf injury and his fitness is currently being monitored as well coming up to this game. Um, no mention of Rob Balakun, so whether he could return or not is unknown at this stage. However, he has not been named in the Ireland squad for the Six Nations, which could be an indication he is still injured. We also still know that there are still long-term absentees, the likes of Will Addison, Marty Murr and John Raphael also possibly as well a long-term absentee so obviously a big blow for Ulster missing Ian Henderson and possibly a few others for this huge clash against Sale however they should still have a squad strong enough hopefully to go to the Kingspan and get a result this Saturday. So moving on to some of the news from this week and today Andy Farrell named his Ireland squad for the upcoming Six Nations. 
It was a 37-man squad and five Ulster players have been named in that squad. Club captain Ian Henderson, Stuart McCluskey, Rob Herring, Tom O'Toole and Jacob Stockdale as well as mentioned earlier. Um, Jimmy, anyone you were surprised to see there? Anyone you were expecting that isn't there? First off, uh, surprise, Jacob Stockdale's there, to be honest. I know he's a he's a massive name for Ireland. He, he's captained them and he's a big player there. But for Ulster this season, he hasn't been the player he is or has been, in my opinion. Um, you know, he, he he's almost playing in second gear most of the time. For me, and whenever Ireland is, it's the best international team in the world at the minute. Um, I'm I'm surprised that he's getting called up whenever he hasn't had the best of seasons so far. Um, Ian Henderson cannot fault; should be there. He's been one of the strongest players for Ulster this season. Um, see him with. Tom O'Toole, uh, from a, the forward perspective, you know he's been amazing off of the bench, and uh, he offers something a bit different. I always think whenever he comes into the team, and he could probably do the same for Ireland. Stuart McCluskey, again, another player who's been really strong for Ulster, and no surprise he's been called up. Um, Rob Herring, I I see why he's. He's being brought. He is an amazing player, but at the same time, he's been battling for his position with Tom Stewart at Ulster. Uh, so it does sort of have that that question. Um, but still a solid player, and at the same time, you know, maybe going and playing for Ireland can uh, reinvigorate some of these players like Stockdale, and hopefully get them playing again after a really fierce good tournament at the Six Nations I am I would have been surprised to not see Balakum but I think it it shows maybe the nature of his injury Um, it would have been great to see him again and I would probably say Michael Lowry would be my other one, I'm a big fan of uh, Lowry but and I know he's not that amazing burst of energy that was seen last time uh, for Ireland, at least at club level. But he has been still at a really good level, in my opinion. And uh, I'm, I'm surprised that he's not in that Ireland team. Yeah, for me, I think this most surprising omissions would be Nick Timoney and Kieran Treadwell. I think they've been really solid for Ulster throughout most of the season. Even through the blips, they've both played pretty well. Um, I know Andy Farrell does rate Kieran Treadwell very highly. We saw that on the All Blacks tour in the summer. And he knows that he can be a massive impact from the bench. Because let's be honest, he's probably not going to start many games in the Six Nations. Because James Ryan's there, Tag Burns there, Ian Henderson's there. However, I do think he could have added something. And Nick Timoney as well has been 
in plenty of previous squads, so pretty shocked that a few back rowers have got in over him. However, I would say we're probably likely to see a few of these players come in. Um, definitely Balakun if he returns from injury in time, and you know we don't know what other injuries could happen in the squad. It, it's very likely we'll see a few more Ulster players coming in by the end of the Six Nations. Um, obviously Leinster with their 20 players getting in dominating the squad once again however that just shows their quality at the moment and their strength and depth so yeah not too bad from an Ulster perspective but probably would have liked to see a couple more in there and in Ulster news they have announced the signing of Dave Ayres from Exeter Chiefs so the 32 year old um primarily playing as both a flanker and a number eight has signed for Ulster this week um he was involved in both the Premiership and Champions Cup wins for Exeter in 2020 and is one of the standouts in their team and it's a great signing um Dan McFarlane said Davis demonstrated over a terrific career at Exeter that he loves the ball carry and is one of the top game line winning forwards in the Premiership. His size, work rate and skill set will dovetail nicely with our other back rows. With Urs Allen, Ulster is a proud club with a reputation on the pitch with which reaches far and wide and I look forward to calling myself one of the Ulster men for next season onwards. Yeah, Jimmy, have to agree with Dan McFarlane there. I think that's a really great sign-in for Ulster. Um, powerful back rower, and he's really, really high regarded at Exeter Chiefs, and he's seen as a key part of their squad. And I know a lot of the supporters and fans are really disappointed to leave him or to lose him. So. I think that's a really, really big boost for Ulster's back row and their forwards. He'll add a lot of strength to their pack. And um, the only thing is, I, I do think this could mean that one of our NIQ players will be leaving. I would say Sam Carter, possibly. I know he hasn't really lived up to the expectations since he arrived here, so it could be the end of the road for him. Um, possibly Dwayne Vermeulen, who's getting pretty old as well, so... That's something we'll just have to keep an eye on, but at the moment all we can say is it's a really fantastic sign-in for Ulster. So moving on, let's take a look at the results from the Heineken Champions Cup last weekend. Starting off, we had Clermont against Leinster in France. Le- Clermont against Leicester in France, sorry. Leicester winning that one, 44 points to 29. Gloucester took on Leinster, which Leinster won that one comfortably. They beat Gloucester 49 points to 14. Sale played Toulouse in England near Manchester. Toulouse winning that one away from home with an impressive victory, 27 points to 5. Sharks beat Bordeaux, 32 points to 3. Munster in a tight win against Northampton down in Limerick, 27 points to 23. We know that La Rochelle beat Ulster 7 points to 3. The Bulls beaten Exeter, a big result for them in the Champions Cup. They won that one 39 points to 28. The Ospreys with an impressive victory at home against Montpellier. 
they won that one 35 points to 29. Saracens beat Leon at home 48 points to 28. Castry went down to Edinburgh 34 points to 21. Uh, London Irish were beaten by Stormers in England 28 points to 14. Racing just squeezed past Harlequins. They won that one in Paris, 30 points to 29. And that moves us on to the final weekend, this weekend in the Heineken Champions Cup. So, Jimmy, out of those games last weekend, what was your game of the week? What one stood out for you? My game of the week this week was, as I like to call it, the Battle of the Ugly Kits. It was Osprey versus Montpellier. Um, Osprey won the game thirty-five to twenty-nine, and it just—it was such an exciting game to watch. It was fast-paced, passing out—you know—really physical from the forwards. Um, Ospreys just looked like a completely different team from the league. You know, uh, Montpellier—they won uh, their league last year and they're sitting pretty tidy at the minute um, in in the current season and for Osprey who aren't really doing the best they're 13th in our league at the minute and it's not something that I expected to happen and it was such an exciting game where so much was happening and um, it, it was just a really really good watch and they just look completely different which kind of scares me a bit for whenever the league's back um you know maybe they're gonna end up hitting a run of form depending on what happens next week and you never know uh once again keelan giles one of their best players he absolutely tore it up in that game and just played an absolute blinder um Ospreys have also now done the double on Montpellier in this year's uh, Champions Cup, beating them home and away. But not the takeaway from Montpellier at all. It's the best passing that I have seen so far this season. They were so quick at getting it out and doing a couple of set moves that nearly always worked out. And it, they were physical as well. You know, They really took the fight to each other. And it was just a really good match and a really good watch, in my in my humble opinion. So, Lewis, what was your game of the week? My game of the week, Jimmy, was the Claremont-Leicester game. Um, I know Claremont are going through a bad run of form at the moment. However, I just thought Leicester were so impressive, um, especially away from home, because... Um, Claremont Stadium is a really difficult place to travel to as we've seen from many teams over the years and Ulster a couple of times as well so really impressive for Leicester to go there and get the win they have now qualified for the last 16 of the Heineken Champions Cup with a game to spare so they'll be looking in this last weekend to get another big win and up their place in the table and hopefully get an easier draw come the last 16 Um. So definitely think that was my game of the week. I was really, really impressed with Leicester and plenty of work for Claremont to do who are going through quite a dip in form at the moment. 
So finally, um, let's take a quick look at what Ulster need to do this weekend to ensure progression in the Heineken Champions Cup to the last 16. Ulster are in Pool B and currently sit 10th on 3 points. Um, essentially, they need to win to have any chance of progression and they need another result to go their way. A, a win without a bonus point would take Ulster on to 7 points and that puts them 1 point ahead of Claremont into 8th place which would see them qualify. However, Claremont travelled the Stormers in South Africa this weekend so essentially what they need is if Ulster get a 4 point win they need Claremont to lose and get 0 losing bonus points. If Ulster can manage a bonus point win this weekend against Sale, they can allow Claremont to get one losing bonus point, but not two. That would also see them progress to the last 16. If Claremont win their game away to the Stormers in South Africa, then Ulster will be eliminated. And of course, if Ulster lose this game or draw, they will also be eliminated. Um, I think this is quite possible that Ulster will progress because going to the Stormers is a really tough place to travel as we've seen in the URC and the Champions Cup this season. The Stormers are fighting for progression as well. They haven't yet qualified so you know they'll be looking to be on top of their game. We know that Claremont have struggled this season and going away from home I think it could be too much for them. So essentially we just need to hope that Ulster will go out and put out a big performance against Sale and hope that the Stormers can smash Claremont and of course like I say that would see Ulster progress. I suppose the only bad side of this is we will finish 8th and that will likely see us travelling to Leinster in the last 16 which will be a tough game. Um, however I think most Ulster fans would prefer that we do qualify and give ourselves any hope of getting through to the following rounds. If we fail to qualify it is very unlikely that Ulster wouldn't make it into the Challenge Cup. They're very likely to drop down into that and that would see them continuing in European competitions. So Jamie how do you see the match at home against Sale this weekend going? What would you expect the result to be? I personally I seen Sale uh, the last time around as Ulster's worst game of the season the they didn't do the basics right and you know were defensively terrible we've already talked about it at length uh, that, how that game went and you're starting to see Ulster starting to take form again and starting to get that bit of fight back into them as well as the fact that we're at home I think it'll be a positive uh, impact on Ulster having the home supporters behind them whenever it's such a big game um, and I'd, I'd hopefully see Ulster getting a win as long as the basics are done right because that's where Sale targeted Ulster was whenever you know there was a misplaced pass or there was a gap left in that previous game that's when they took advantage and if Ulster play the way that they did against La Rochelle on the weekend they're going to really put the pressure on sale uh, you're also fighting the, the stay in the competition 
Um, so it it's going to be a really tough match. You know, it's not like you're going against someone who has no hope of getting in. They're really going to go out and try the push Ulster to the brink to get the win that they need as well to go through. Um, we are still missing uh, players across the pitch, which is an issue. You know, you're not going to have Balakin, who's been outstanding for the majority of the season. Ian Henderson, you're not having, and Marty Moore, who sort of commanded the the forwards. Uh, you're not going to have them to be that driving force and that bit of spark. So the players are going to have to dig deep and really focus and try and um try to find that extra gear that they can that they can push through yeah jimmy i think ulster are gonna come home and put out a huge performance against sale i can see us winning that game um for me i just think that there's no better place for ulster to turn their european season around than at home against sale in a crucial game where they know that a win could really really likely see them qualify for the last 16 um like you say it is going to be tough missing those big players i think we'll see a few coming back in as well Stuart mccluskey being rested last week john cooney being rested last week those guys will probably come back in um and you know i think we'll see a much improved ulster performance from recent weeks i think they'll be a bit more clinical than they were against la rochelle away and hopefully the crowd can get behind them and provide a really, really good night out on Saturday and hopefully a big win. And, you know, then we have to just see what happens with the other game and fingers crossed it goes our way. So, Jamie, finally, um, what would be your score prediction of the match? I think Ulster are going to come out in full force and are going to really take the game, the seal in an attacking fashion so I'm going to say they're going to do it in style and I'm going to go for a 35-15 the Ulster I think that they're just going to, the crowd's going to be amazing in my opinion you know, everyone I hope will get behind them and make an electrifying uh, Kingspan and hopefully a big win that'll hopefully CS3. So, what about yourself, Lewis? What are you thinking on the score side? I think it's going to be a really tight game. Obviously, Seal know that if they lose this one, it's very unlikely they're going to qualify as well. So, I'm going to go with Ulster to win, but I think it's going to be very tight. I'm going to say it's going to be 21 points to 18. I don't think Ulster are going to manage to get the bonus point. Seal's defence has proved really really tough to get past as you've seen when they nilled Ulster um, in Manchester so I do think it's going to be tough I don't think we're going to see too many tries but hopefully an Ulster win and fingers crossed that the Stormers can blow Claremont away and see Ulster progress and that's going to do us for this week thank you very much for listening once again, I will say we are on Instagram. Go and give us a follow. As you heard, we've done a wee giveaway. Hopefully going to do more of them uh, in the coming weeks and months left in the season. We are on Spotify, SoundCloud and Amazon Music. So go and give it a listen over there. 
and most importantly get behind Ulster this week show your support and hopefully the miracle will carry on and we will stay in the Champions Cup at least for another game or two so thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next week